0: welcome to Bubbly Bibbly, the podcast about books and bubbles, literature and libations, authors and alcohol. We
1: love books and bubbly. We are friends who offer a curated book review section on our website and a hilarious podcast. We discuss books, drinks, and stories from our lives. I'm Rachel.
0: And I am Carmen. Since I started listening to audiobooks several months ago, I am tearing through my list.
1: I love that. I love listening to my audiobooks. I listen to them all the time, all, as much as I can during my day, whether I'm in the car or cleaning my house. I just love them.
0: Well, I have learned a few things, though, things that are different in the two ways that I seem to experience a book.
1: Okay, I just I love that you just said experience the audiobook because you know I just love that it, it, I, I feel like we need to explore that more.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you know that it, it that's exactly what it is. It I think a, a I think a book happens to you. Do you know what I mean? Right. It just, I do, too. It happens to you. Yeah. Um, now, some of the things that I have experienced in listening have kind of surprised me. And I, I felt, well, I, I felt like we needed a whole episode to discuss it. I love that. So I'm all in. You know that. so Well, and, and you have more experience because you uh you embraced them long before i did so i think this is going to be a good back and forth
1: so in this episode carmen and i are going to talk about the differences she has discovered in reading and then listening to a book if you like bubbly bibbly please take a moment to follow us and if you can give us a great rating wherever you get your podcasts it only takes a minute and it makes a huge difference to me and Carmen. Thanks. All right, girl. I am drinking a new wine and I I have it here to show show you and everything. It's called Decoy and it's just a red red wine Napa Valley. It's so good. It's a limited edition. It goes with everything. Oh, love it. <laughs> Is it like a red blend? Yeah, it's just a red blend from Napa Valley.
0: So it's a good table wine. Oh, so good. Okay. Well, um, in the show notes, because, you know, I I write these shows sometimes weeks in advance and I put down that I was drinking a gin Ricky which I was totally gonna gonna drink Mm -hmm. uh, tonight but um you know my my bestie Deanne and I decided that we're gonna try to watch all of the movies on the Oscar best picture list so we're gonna do that that on
1: I love that by the
0: way yeah so we're going we're gonna to watch it together every Sunday night. Uh-huh. And then at the Oscars, we're going to watch the Oscars together with our picks. We're going to have on our pajam jams with our tiaras and heavy hors d'oeuvres. Uh-huh. And what? my mother loved... Yeah. <laughs> yes, you have your tiara. My mother loved this idea so much. She said, well, do you want me to have Paula cater it? And it's like uh, your personal chef cater my little Oscar party while I'm on the phone with Deanna? Uh Hell yes, your
1: personal chef. I <laughs> may have to come and spend the night with you on that night.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, but anyway. So I I feel like I've got a lot packed in tonight because she watched Maverick already, and I still have to watch Maverick. Oh, awesome. And I started it. us I, I started it last night, and um, I, I need to finish it tonight. But. I made a, a new drink. This is this is Carmen's drink, and I call it the whore's blush. Okay, not the horse blush, but the whore's blush. So it is. It, it's in a, a wine glass, a big wine glass. Oh I've got no. it full almost. T- <laughs> shut the fuck up. It's huge. Shut the fuck up right now. I love I, it. I don't need okay, judgment.
1: I so in this.
0: <laughs> okay, so it's got cheap sparkling wine, uh you know, champagne with air quotes. Mine uh came from Aldi, so it's it's cheap. It's got uh so that's the party part of it. It has um 100% juice, cranberry juice for any UTIs she may experience down the road because she is a whore and the juice of a fresh lemon because she is also a little bitter. Bougie. I thought you were going to say bougie. (laughs) No, she's a little bitter. So ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the whore's blush. I'm giving you a golf clap. Oh, that is so good. Mm, 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 So that's what I'm drinking tonight. What are you reading?
1: Well, I am reading As Long as the Lemon Trees Grow. It follows this young 18-year-old girl who is living in the middle of the Arab Spring in Syria. Um, Mm. It's very intense because, you know, it's in a war zone. So you have these scenes. That are just gut rich gut wrenching. So um I'm debating whether or not to put it down. But I don't know. Really? No, well, is, is that
0: the one you posted on our Facebook group? It, with a beautiful cover? It's gorgeous. But didn't somebody say, and I can't remember who it was, somebody said that was one of their favorite books.
1: Yeah. And then um, it was recommended to me. I know we're going to be doing something about recommendations, but I just got done reading an intense big book and then another intense book that was hard to read. And now I'm in this one. So
0: I think I might. You need a palate cleanser. Put it down,
1: have a palate cleanser, and then pick it back up. But yeah. I mean,. when you're reading about a six-year-old that dies you know it's just hard it's hard
0: oh yeah Yeah. um well i finally finished the girls in the picture by melanie benjamin i feel like i checked it out three times (laughs) yeah i know we're gonna talk about that one a little bit in this episode but now i'm listening to the loop by jeremy robert johnson And it is set in a little idyllic town that becomes ground zero of an epidemic of violence. And the teenage children of several executives from this local biotech firm become ill and then they get aggressively murderous and the way it starts out is, is someone has a podcast and they they try to uncover conspiracy theories and this is one of them and mm-hmm. and so it goes back and forth to the podcast person talking about this and then it goes on site to the people experiencing it this it's really clever okay
1: this sounds like it needs to be a good series for netflix or something but isn't there a movie yeah. that was is something similar to this or Like, it started out... I don't know. There was, like, this guy with a podcast. Anyway, it may be completely different. But anyway, this looks good. So let's let's hear a word from our sponsor and get down to some business. Bubbly Bibbly would like to welcome our new sponsor, Smoke and Ember Candle Company. They're a small company located out of western North Carolina. They offer beautiful candles that fit in any home or business. They're only made from high quality soy wax and fragrances that boast rich scents into your space. Visit Smoke and Ember Candle Company and use a discount bubbly to receive 10% off.
0: Now, you know, everyone knows I was a little bit late to the audiobook bandwagon. Our episode on listening to books versus reading books really changed my mind about them. But I'm still struggling with some of the aspects that I did not quite expect.
1: Okay, so that sounds really interesting. I know that the experience is different. But our episode did point out that there are many of the same areas in the brain that are engaged, regardless of whether you're listening or reading.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not really the issue, though. The one thing that placed me squarely in the audiobook camp is the fact that I do consider a book read. When I listen to it. Otherwise, I would also want to read it, even if I'd listened to it. And that does not happen. So it, it doesn't even occur to me that I haven't read it, even if I listen to it. So I, I feel as if, uh, if I've experienced the book either way. I, 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 what am I trying to say? I feel as if I have experienced the book either way. I feel as if I have experienced the book. Either way, and I really did not realize that before.
1: Okay, so it sounds like we're gonna do a little bit of a deep dive here since we've es- we've established that. Like you've read it, you've listened to it. It's like in your brain. So why don't we right. start with your first realization?
0: Okay, <laughs> one issue that I have is the number of hours that it takes to read the book aloud, I can read much faster with my eyeballs mm-hmm. than a person can read it to me, and I did not even consider that.
1: So, a typical novel is like seventy-five thousand to one hundred twenty thousand words. So, we will use a hundred thousand as an average. So, the typical mm-hmm. audiobook is read around uh, what one fifty-five words per minute. So math, that's like 645 minutes or just shy of 11 hours.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: How many hours do you think it would take you to read a book? Like on Uh, reading reading?
0: You know, that's totally the other thing. I've never paid attention to that. Mm. I can read for hours when I am engaged in a physical book. Right. But I can't listen to it for hours. You know like I'm uh, unless I'm doing something else like I'm I'm driving to and from the office because yeah. I get antsy. I I just can't do too much listening while I'm doing other things because I then I lose track of the story. So unless I'm like on a right. road trip, I can't put the number right. of hours in that I would put in sitting in a chair reading.
1: Right. So you're not going to just sit down. And listen to eight hours of a book
0: no so that is exactly I, right a,
1: i agree with you on that so that's why my things are broken up so mm-hmm. um i'll listen to i have a book in my car like my bluetooth turns on automatically i don't listen to any music really I mm-hmm. listen to an audiobook in my car. So whether or not I'm just driving to Publix 20 minutes and back, well then that's, you know, forty minutes. I've listened to it. Or if I'm cleaning the kitchen or and especially when I'm cooking dinner, I will listen to a book. Um, oh other than that, that's that's it. Like I I can't just sit and do nothing and listen to a book. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you on that.
0: Okay, do you feel like that when you are doing something like cooking or cleaning the house, you lose track of the storyline? No, no. Uh, Okay, because that that happens to me, and I don't know... Um, if maybe I'm processing, if my brain is processing too much, you know, at one point when I had three kids in a year, uh, I was a three ring circus, but now I'm definitely a one ring circus. You're
1: just like, it, what's in front of me. That's what I can think about.
0: Yes, yes. Well,
1: I have so, enough ADHD that I can look uh-huh. at the story and boil some water. So <laughs>
0: <care> <laughs> well b- because i've started listening to books instead of podcasts and i feel like i owe an apology to the moth and snap judgment podcast because i was <laughs> i was a regular with those um i have roughly two hours of book time on the road to and from work yeah so you know as twenty I do. Um, as 2022 was ending, I was searching for an audiobook, not necessarily that I was interested in, but that was less than six hours so I could tick it off of my goal, which was 45 books for the year. So
1: how did you do that? Like, how did you do on that goal, by the way?
0: Um, I missed it by one book, oh, so I finished the yeah. year at forty-four books. Oh, uh, I know it just—you know—whatever. <laughs> I know it just—it makes you like like you've gotten up and you've stepped in something wet and you don't really know what it is, but you in know a, that it's not soft. supposed to be wet. You
1: stepped in <laughs> it your
0: You're like, how okay. did you do on your reading list?
1: I did good, so I had a goal of fifty books and i read 50 books so boom shakalaka only time i've actually <laughs> well no so i doubled it so the year before was only 25 and i was like 25 was easy for me so i thought
0: i could Oh double yeah it. yeah
1: okay in december i was a little stressed it stressed me okay, out but how
0: did you finish how did you finish I it in read, december like
1: crazy
0: woman <laughs> i had a book
1: i finished two books on kindle i had two regular books and i did three audiobooks
0: oh wow in december
1: yes yes i'm telling you i was like at 46 44 or 46 at the end of november and i started Oh wow! Out. so i yeah. kicked it up a notch
0: Cut. So you're you're very results oriented. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I I'm, I did find a book that came in at nine hours, mm-hmm. and that was the loop. Um, so it's you know it's this sci-fi ish story of human cellular experimentation. It so it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Well, you can Google. Audiobooks books less than six hours or audio good audiobooks less than four hours or whatever.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. It'll be
1: like short novellas and short novellas mm-hmm. are on there. So that's good. But let's get back on track. You were kind of thrown off by the amount of time it takes for you to read a book, ah, read a book versus having one read to you, which I agree. Sometimes like john and i just recently went to north carolina and we mm-hmm. wanted to listen to a book on the way so we download this book it was it's 45 hours
0: what yeah what is it stephen king no
1: it's i think it's on down we're, we're gonna talk more about it on, okay. on the show but yeah okay we i didn't notice the time when we downloaded it so we listened to like the first two chapters and we
0: ditched it well you know for me the length of the book it really somewhat determines whether or not i'll start it Mm -hmm. so if i know i'm going to be driving consistently i'll start it Mm -hmm. but if there's a holiday coming up and i won't be going into work i will not start it Mm -hmm. and i'm totally not that way with the physical book
1: i i am in agreement with you on that i i really am so when we come back we're going to talk about the second issue that you've discovered in your audiobook journey. Along with the amount of time it takes to listen to a book, what's the other thing you've discovered that is different when you listen to the book versus when you read the book?
0: Okay, I think you're going to I think you're going to agree with me on this one too, the reader. The reader makes a huge difference.
1: Yes. And the industry calls them narrators. So, and there are even awards for the best narrator given at the Audi, Audi book award, Audi awards. I've never even heard of them.
0: And I think it's Audi, like audio. Audi. Oh,
1: yeah, you're right.
0: Audi. (laughs) Audio, Audi awards. That makes
1: sense. Duh. Um, There are a few few narrators who read so smoothly that some people will get the audiobook simply because it's narrated by someone like Susan Bennett or Er, Eduardo. Eduardo Ballerini or Matthew McConaughey.
0: <laughs> and I think his McConaughey book. does that "Get Ready to Go to Sleep" podcast thing, doesn't he? Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, I also read in Slate magazine that Apple introduced books narrated by uh, artificial intelligence, um, and they're supposed to sound pretty human. So there are four voices: Madison and Jackson are fiction; hmm. Helena and Mitchell are nonfiction. And and they are, like I said, supposed to sound more natural than your typical text-to-talk generated voice. Okay. But the author of that article that I was reading said that listening to several examples, the technology, he felt still had a long way to go.
1: It's really no different from voice acting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but this mm-hmm. has given voice actors a whole new market for their talent. I'm not yes. sure what AI would be able to deliver... I don't know if they could deliver the inflections, um, portray the emotions and create the emphasis needed for the good ner- uh for a good narrator, you know, what they do inherently.
0: When right, they're act- acting.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that, that is exactly what it is. It's a voice actor. It's not just a narrator. Right. And, and I think that's a big delineation, but I would say there, there's really, No fear that humans will be replaced by computers, at least in this job, in the near future. Mm.
1: Well, do you have a voice or one that you particularly didn't like or one that you that you did like?
0: I really loved A Snake Falls to Earth by Darcy Little Badger. Mm -hmm. It had two stories that were alternating. One was from a male perspective. One was from a female perspective. So this one was narrated by two people, Sean Taylor Corbett and Kinsale Houston. Mm -hmm. And I really, really loved the two voices telling this story.
1: I love that as well. And in fact... One of my first audiobooks that I read was, and it's still one of my favorites, is Daisy Jones and the Six, which is going to be a movie oh, yeah. by Taylor Jenkins yeah. Reid. Well, it had a complete cast. Um, and listening to it, it just really did add to its plot. But I got to tell you, another one of my favorites, and this was just a single person, was uh, the book Ready Player One and it was read by will wheaton and he just does an outstanding job
0: you mean wesley Re, wesley crutcher is that right Wesley? wasn't that his name on star trek yeah
1: i don't know but it's yeah yes <laughs> it's will Wheaton. yeah
0: yeah um well you know um I did not. You asked me if there was one that I didn't love. I did not love the narration of Kimberly Farr for The Girls in the Picture by Melanie Benjamin. One thing I get hung up on, especially in this one, was her interpretation of the men's voices. And so when a woman is trying to do a man's voice, in this case, they all sounded whiny to me.
1: Yeah. And...
0: And they were all very similar, and so I I just didn't like that at all.
1: Yeah, sometimes that can be really tricky. And I have another kind of rule of thumb that I'm going to give you is that if the author narrates the audio version, I don't listen to it. What? It's usually
0: really, really bad. Okay, now I've got to I've got to talk about this for a minute because I would think no. that the author no. could read it no. exactly like he or she no. wrote it.
1: No. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, they think they're better than they are.
0: Oh. It's a do you have an example? I do.
1: Uh throw it out. Um uh, Mo- uh, time as a mother by o- and I think I bring it up later here, but um, I think I do bring it back up. But it's time as a mother by Oshina. Vin- we'll wait.
0: Well, if you bring it up later, I don't. I don't want to get ahead of myself, so we'll wait. Yeah, no,
1: but no, that's a big no. So when we come back, we'll discover the last point of Carmen's audiobook experience. Now that we've covered the amount of time and the choice of narrator, what else, what was the third thing you have discovered in the differences between reading and audio? Because I think these are all very valid.
0: Well, the, you know, the next one was really shocking to me, and that is the availability of the audiobook versus the physical book.
1: So let me get this straight. So you're talking about like on Audible. <laughs> you just click the title and then it's on your phone or tablet
0: okay now when i say availability i mean that i don't have to wait for it from my library and i know rachel and deanne i should join a service but if i do that i may not be able to afford my 900 hundred dollar haircuts and my hair does look fantastic um
1: carmen that was really a free haircut with a very expensive travel price on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, $900, because I will not fly um, in coach. I mean, what am I, a peasant? <laughs> and you know, just, just for everyone's information, it is a federal crime to drink your own alcohol on a flight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you find that out uh, very quickly?
0: I'm just not going to give you any background on that. I just am, that's a PSA. That's public service announcement. So um, a lot of people think but because it's electronic, the library should have an unlimited number of copies of a title, but the copies aren't free. Just because they're virtual, authors still need to be paid for them. So a library buys a certain number of electronic copies, which may be the same amount as a physical copy. So remember that you're not really buying the paper and cover when you purchase a book. You're buying several years of this author's life. A story that has taken root and grown inside this person's brain, large enough to fit on page after page. And then there's the editing and promotion, all of that. So electronic, versions are bought just like the physical version.
1: So, and electronic copies of the books have only been, have only become popular since COVID. Um, right, more and more. There's the reason that if a library planned to purchase three physical copies before and one electronic version, they're going to need to do the opposite now. <laughs> you know, purchase the three and have the one... Physical, but what gets me is like eight million people can watch one show on Netflix in one night, but we can't have more than one electronic copy of a book. I mean, come on, libraries. Just saying.
0: Uh, yeah, I Don't. I, that's a good point, though. That's a good point. But um, when I go online to the ebook, mm-hmm. there are three copies with forty-five patrons waiting, and that means months of waiting for me. But Guess what I found out?
1: Tell me what you just found out.
0: I took the top five books in my Goodreads list that I was waiting for at my library in the e, e- copy, and I searched on the online catalog, and every single one of the physical books were marked as in in the library. They were on the freaking shelf.
1: So the physical copies were on the shelf while you were waiting months for the audiobook.
0: That's exactly right. I don't understand that. You know, I was able to go to the library and check out every one of the books that I'd waited and waited on and read them. It it really was marvelous. I guess I had gotten into the habit that everyone else had gotten into looking for the electronic copy, and not really thinking about the physical copy. So now, I really try to keep a hard copy checked out with the audiobook, you know, a, a secondary mm-hmm. title that I'm listening to on my way home to and from work.
1: Look at you working the system, girl.
0: I, I know, I know, I'm like a welfare mother with six kids. <laughs>
1: Well, now that you've spilled your little secret knowledge, what do you think the chances are that you will now be able to find either one at the library?
0: Um, it doesn't matter. You know, the, the more people read, the better the world is. And so I, it, it just doesn't matter either way to me. Amen, sister. I'm, I'm clapping. I'm slow clapping for that. The sound of our cheering fans means that it's time for listener comments.
1: Carmen and I wanted to thank all our listeners who post on our social media pages. Did you know that Bubbly Bibbly has both a Facebook page where people can find us in searches and a Facebook group where our listeners can join and engage in conversation and be more intimate with the post. And we are always on there and we reply a lot um so if you're not a member of the bubbly bibbly facebook group search us online in the group section and ask to join one of the administrators will approve you and you will be officially in our inner circle
0: And I want to mention that friend of the show, Leah, posted on her Facebook page that someone told her they were going to stop following her because she posted too many book reviews. What?
1: No, Leah.
0: I know. I know. Leah, let Rachel and me tell you something. Reading is a huge part of who you are and your friends love your reviews.
1: And... Who the hell announces that they're going to stop following you? What is that even about? That's all about me. I know. Someone. Not you. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Someone did that to me. Uh, my, I thought he was my work friend, Ron, and my bestie, Deanne, told him that he could just go away without any fanfare. I love you, Deanne.
1: Let us know what you think the differences are in audio versus physical books. And what makes you choose one over the other? We would love to hear
0: about it. Yes. I am very interested in knowing how our listeners choose how they experience a book. And let me know if any of my three issues resonate with you at all.
1: Also, coming back from the holidays, I'm interested in whether or not you gave or received any bookish gifts.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Did you, Rachel? I did. What about you? My work friends, Debbie and Beverly, gave me bookish things. I told them both that they gave me very, very thoughtful gifts, and I just gave them little bags of shit. (laughs) You know, I I posted what they gave me Uh on my personal Facebook page, so head over there and have a look.
1: And remember, author of Parallel, Shana Chartier, said, Someone needs to buy a radio station, then play nothing but audiobooks with a different genre of book played at set times. That way, we can always have something new to read, no matter where we are.